0: Welcome to a Durban Christian Centre South message. We believe that the message you are about to hear shall change you, realign your focus and build you up to walk circumspectly before the Lord. Without further ado this morning, I want you to put your hands together and thank God for the Prophet of God, Prophet Richard Gray, as he comes to minister the Word. Thank you, Church. You know... Uh, When God gives you a word, and uh, when Pastor Johnny asked me to minister, you know, I I must be honest, I don't say this proudly, but somehow I have the ability to hear God, like, quickly. And when you you asked me to come and minister, God just put a word in my heart, but I tried to fight it this whole week, and uh, I said, no, Lord. It can't be that. It's too simple. It's too uh, whatever. So, you know, when you go and pray and, and you hear nothing else, but you just hear this one word, and then I, the, and I've been trying to fight off this word, and uh, and then eventually I said, okay, Lord, if that's what you're saying, give me clarity on it, and uh, so I might just throw scriptures around very quickly. And then leave Pastor Johnny to maybe marinate the word. Because I've got about three portions of scripture to to give. But I saw two things that are happening now in the church. Is that I believe in the spirit realm, first of all, that you've reached a plateau. And the Lord showed me this many years ago in my own spiritual life. And I feel it's it's where where you've got now, Pastor Johnny. Uh, you, and you might not recognize it in the spirit, but maybe y- you will. But I feel the church has got to a plateau. Now, let, let me give you an example first. Many years ago, I climbed a mountain in, in the Drogensburg uh, as a young boy. And when we started off, all we could see was the peak. So we thought, oh, easy ride. Until we started climbing... And there must have been about seven little mini mountaintops that we reached. And, and then it was flat. And then we thought, okay, there's the mountain now. Let's go. And then we climbed and then we got to another hill. And it was about seven of these. And, and along the way, people just backed out. I was a young girl of about, she, I think I was about 12 years old. And uh, adults and people just started saying, no, it's too far. And, and the closer we got to the mountain, the less people were left. And I was the youngest boy. Eventually I had these adults holding me because it was like steep. Anyway, we got there and I, and I feel, Pastor Johnny, the church has got to a plateau. But th- this is what it is about. When you get to a plateau spiritually, you've got to build. You've got to build and furnish that plateau. And uh, what's obviously, I think, through discipleship. And I think some of you need to catch up to the move of God that is in this church. I, I, I say that. Then the second word I've got, which I've been trying to fight, and let me just explain it. And, and it'll make sense probably later on. Is I heard, this is the word I really heard, was the word circumcision. And I said, no, Lord, man, geez, circumcision is when you first get saved you know, the circumcision of the heart. And then the Bible speaks about water baptism being the circumcision of the heart. And then I began to just uh, study again, just look up what does the word circumcision mean? And I feel I need to just throw one negative scripture and one positive scripture, or maybe just sort of uh, with a positive scripture. In Philippians chapter 3, I think it's verses 12 and 13, Uh, Paul's writing the the whole of the the, chapter three, you know, but he gets to this one place and he says, I must forget those things that are behind. Just as I said that now, there's a lot of you that might be here today that you've actually given up in your heart. You just you just gained by the motions. I've been there, I know what I'm talking about. Even as a pastor. There was one time in my life i just lived from Sunday to Sunday to Sunday. I was almost like a prodigal pastor (laughs) in that sense until God touched me and then things happened. And I want to encourage you today that your life is not over. There's still things to accomplish mainly in Christ. If you'll just surrender fully to God, some of you are scared. Like when we talk about the tithe, I tell you what, a lot of people freeze in their hearts. They, they look at it as an impossibility. But let me just encourage you, when you submit to the word of God, when you submit to the scriptures, God will never let you down. I, I was thinking about a thought this morning as we were coming down that uh, Jesus... Is the Bible? It's a crazy statement. that Jesus is the Bible. So, if you want to walk with Jesus, you walk with the Word. You walk with the written Word here on Earth, and as you walk with the written Word, uh, it becomes uh, it becomes incarnate in you, and then it manifests through you, and then you be a, be a doer of the Word. Because remember, we mustn't be hearers only. And so I want to encourage you that some of you, maybe the devil has, you you think there's a door that's been shut. You think that that, that you've got as far as you can financially, work-wise, business-wise, maybe as a family. I've noticed a lot, especially with men. When men get to this stage, and I've observed this, this has been just a natural observation. I'm 64 years old, so I've come a long way now, and I've seen a lot. And uh, I look and, and observe things at times. So I've noticed with men especially, and maybe it even happens in the church, but if an unsaved man is reached about the age of 40, and, and he doesn't have any more aspirations in life, he turns to the bottle. They, they, just, they just go. They just go from one week to another week. They've got no drive in them. They just live, C. Okay, Sarosera, whatever will be, will be. And so, I want to encourage you to get out of that mindset. Snap out of it. Turn to someone in Galactus. Like say, "Snap out of it." <laughs> I, I, I'm speaking prophetically now. I, I, I didn't even come prepared with a message. I've got scriptures that I just feel to release to you. And so, as I'm talking, I'm feeling God saying He's pulling some of you. I sense that God's pulling some of you. Now, in that other scripture, Philippians, I think it's 3 verse 12 or 13, Paul says this. He says, then I press on toward the mark of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I think the verse before that, he says, "I'll, I'll lay hold of that which Christ has laid hold of for me. I see that scripture in two ways. Uh, I I kind of get two interpretations from the scripture where Paul says Christ has laid hold. I want to show you something now to go for It's that Jesus is holding on to me. And then he lifts me up and he he enables me to grab what he's got in store for me. Just like the book that Pastor Johnny, uh, you know, that was a tough book to write, man. It was tough to bring out. I gave up, I don't know how many times, probably more than a hundred times. It was actually my wife that gave me the right foot of fellowship to eventually get it going. Uh, yeah, she did. That book wouldn't be if it wasn't for my wife. Because I, I've been fought. To, the devil doesn't like the prophetic. Let me just say that. And, and you know, here's another whole sermon I'll say in one sentence. Every single human being on this earth, whether saved or unsaved, is prophetic. What does the word prophetic mean? People put a premium on that word. Let me boil it down to where you are now. This might even help you to understand what I'm trying to push into you this morning, hopefully. The word prophetic simply means to hear the voice of God, be the voice of God, do By doing. You When you do the voice of God, you being the, the voice of God. <laughs> you know, remember, Jesus didn't call us to be, God didn't call you to be a, a, a human doing. He called you to be a human being. In Him we live and move and, and have our being. You're a human being. You, you be by what you do, yes. So everyone, listen to this, every one of you are a facet, whether you're saved or unsaved, Every human being, because we're all made in the image and likeness of God, are a facet of who God is that doesn't exist in eternity. You're an expression of the great I am. That's why Peter said you're living epistles rid of men. God puts his word inside of us and then it blends it with our own character. Each of our personalities is a different spice, but it's all salt. Salt. We're the salt of the earth. I don't know if you know that many spices are built around salt. Salt is the key ingredient for many spices, like aromat and, and barbecue sauce and uh, what is it? There's so many different spices, but the, the 75% of that ingredient is salt. And so you and I are salt of the earth, but God wants you, He wants to express through you. And some of us, are just sense. That are discouraged, and then some. Some people I sense "Pastor Johnny," that uh, I, I feel this is another thing that that God's taking some of some of you through, or maybe the whole church as a whole through a circumcision. Now, let me just say what circumcision is quickly. It's when uh, you know. How many of you hands up know what circumcision is? Okay, come on, man. Do some of you adults don't know what circumcision is out there? (laughs) Lord, help me, Jesus. It's a cutting off of the excess of the flesh, okay? So now the Bible talks about the flesh, that we need to be circumcised. So let me just read some scripture quickly. And listen, you know, if the cap fits, wear it. Please, don't shoot the TV down for the message. Because I'm... God is wanting to take some of you further, but He can't if you, if you uh, if you've got excess of flesh. Now, Jesus said in Mark chapter seven, verses twenty to twenty-three, He gave thirteen things that come out of the human heart that defile you. Thirteen, interestingly, is the number of rebellion. So I want to just quickly go through these with you quickly. And then if you identify, listen to me, that's all I'm saying. If you identify honestly and you can say, Lord, I'm not going to have an altar call and, and, and make you say your sins. I, I, I'm, I'm going to do good and positive. As I say, I've started with a good one. Um, oh, gosh, Lord. So let me go back to that one before I go to this one. Imagine this is your promise. Pastor Johnny, I need your help. <laughs> this is Jesus. This is me. Uh, yes, look. Like, who's a strong man that can pick me up? Maybe I should get JP. Let me let me use JP, Pastor Johnny. Uh, I'd rather use him. Let's say he's God. Yeah, because he, he's got... Th- okay, now they they. Is my promise? I don't know if the cameras can get there. I can't reach that in the natural. Can you see that? That is the upward call of God for the prize. When I when I reach that goal, I get a prize. You must understand. Stay there. Don't run. The Bible says that God is a rewarder of them that diligently. I might even just stay on this one now because it seems like it's a good thing. This. God, the Bible says, listen to me, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, we know that the rest of that scripture, without faith it's impossible to please God. He that comes to God must believe that He exists, and that He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. That word reward means payment for service. Every time you serve God, He'll pay you. By the way, you don't might not even realize that God's going to pay you for coming to church today. It's it's, it's a re, He rewards the diligent seeker. By you being a church today, you're a diligent seeker. <laughs> so when you do the things of God, God will reward you. And, and to the degree of, of your obedience is the degree He can reward you with provision, protection, and all that kind. So now, yeah, some of you are looking at, and you're feeling what God wants you to do, but it's impossible. I can't reach there in my own strength. But Philippians chapter 3, I think it is again, it says, Jesus has laid hold of what what I need. And then he's laid hold of me, and I I want you to lift me so I can grab that. So yes, Jesus, I can't, oh Lord Jesus, here we go. I'm I'm scared of hearts. Oh Lord, I've got it. (laughs) Thank you. Now, Jesus does it much easier than that. Listen to me. The Bible says all things are upheld by the word of his power. God's word carries power. The living Christ carries power in him. So whatever you need in life, God says, I'm here to uphold you, to lift you up, to make you get that thing. In fact, in Christ Jesus, you already have it because the Bible says all of us are seated at the right hand of the throne. Positionally, you're there already. But here on earth, you've got to get to what you have in heaven. (laughs) That's why Jesus said, pray daily, your will be done on earth in my life as it is in heaven. You've got to walk out what is recorded in heaven. So, that book is a, is a, and I didn't intend to do that. Pastor Pat just asked me, have you got your book? I always carry it in the boot of my car, so I have a few here today. And, um, but there's a perfect example. My wife was joking the other day. She says, just like, Richard, you write a book. I can't even write a letter. You know, she says, I struggle even to write a letter, you know. And, and so I had to work out that gift in me. I had to work out the grace of God in me, the ability in me. So I want to encourage you, there's things God's got for you. Don't give up. But I sense God is cutting some of us, uh, going to do some cutting. Because you know what the Lord told me, Pastor Johnny, And here's another thing that that the the main scripture that came to me that I worked around in my mind as I was going over this is that when the Israelites, just before they went to go and plunder Jericho, the promised land, the the men that hadn't been circumcised had to be circumcised afresh. They weren't circumcised. And so the Lord's saying to me, there's some of you that are God wants to bring you, and it's not now, it's next year sometime. I believe next year is going to be awesome year for this church. Listen to me. I don't know if you can see the anointing upon Pastor Johnny and Pat's life. It's the anointing of increase. If If you don't recognize it by now, then you need to recognize it. Now, as the head is, so are all those under him. It's a biblical principle. If they carry miracles then that means they carry it and pass it on to you. When a child is born, it comes out head first. So when you see them being blessed and you see them possessing for themselves and for the church, you are in line. you next. You're the body of this, the head of this church. So so you can't get jealous and think, oh, look at Pastor Johnny and Pastor Pat. They're doing this. No, man, you're connected by covenant. God has set each member in the body where it pleases Him. You've been set here. This is not just another church, boy, that you're attending. Oh, I just heard that one. I heard that one like ring a bell. This is not just another one of those churches. There are some churches around here that haven't been planted by God. They've been planted by businessmen. We've got the ability to make money and they buy people. This church has been planted by God. That's why it's so successful, so quickly. Think about it in three years, hey Pastor Johnny, and we're not talking pride now. In three years, hey you've been here. Four. Is it four? Someone's almost five. Jeez. I mean, look what God's doing. Look at look at the, the increase now Finland's. Come on, man. You can't do that in the natural. The Lord's picked Pastor Johnny and Pat up Finland's. Who knows what next is in store? They're, 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 that's not the last church. I think there's at least five they're going to have, including this one. Twelve. 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 So we've got how many to go? Seven. Nine, nine to go. Guess who's going to help them do it? It's people here. Yeah. You're going to You come, you're going to step up to the plate. Circumcision. God wants to circumcise some of you. And let me just read some things that, that I want you to identify with. And then I want to read some other things that are interesting that, that it seems a contradiction of you know, like, uh, but that's how prophets are. They preach 10 sermons in one go. Jesus taught like that. He taught in parables. He threw out this principle, then that principle, that principle. That's how you sow the seed. You just sow the seed. Prophets do that. You know, I was accused once of not being homiletic and hermeneutic and intergalactic and spook- spookalactic or whatever. And uh, I just realized no, I, I, I preach as I hear. And I just throw it out there, and you and you need to catch it. So look at this; these are the things. And if they in your heart acknowledge it before God, you don't have to do it before us. God is with you. You you got your your whole week to, to do this homework. So Jesus said in in Mark seven twenty that which comes out of the man defiles the man. For from without of the heart proceed evil thoughts. Those and I and I did a study of each one, and I haven't got time to go. It's any thought that doesn't line up with Scripture. That's what an evil thought is. Anything that doesn't line up with Scripture. Then adulteries, any kind of sexual sin. And in fact, that word adultery there includes idolatry. When you Idolatry is when you put something uh, before God. Uh, anything. So, so, so idolatry is a form of adultery, and adultery is a form of idolatry. If a man goes... To another woman, and he's got a wife, he's putting another woman, do you understand it, before his wife. That's idolatry. So they go hand in hand. they brother and sister. Idolatry and adultery. They, they, you commit both sins at once when you do that. Uh, adultery could also be a non-tither. If you're not tithing, and we don't apologize for that, you're, a, you're an adult, idolater. And an adulterer, because if you don't bring the 10% that that belongs to God, you're wearing stolen clothing, you're driving a stolen car, you're living in a stolen house. And a little leaven leavens the whole lump. Just obey God, just obey Him. He's your Father, He will not let you down. Then, fornications, which means any kind of sexual sin against the Bible. And we know the fight is on, boy. The fight is on to try and shut our mouths against the truth. So any kind of sexual sin, and you know, everyone knows it in their heart. So if you, uh, pornography is one as well. Jeez, uh, uh, flirting is a form of adultery. Because the Bible talks about winking with our eyes. If you as an auntie flirting with someone with your eye, that's, a, that's the seeds of adultery. You know what the what the Lord showed me once? You know, in Malachi, God says He hates divorce. Well, if God hates divorce, He also hates the things that led up to the divorce. That's how it works. And then murders. Yes, one for the church. Jesus, not Jesus, uh, but the Scripture. In, in the Gospel, Epistle of John, the Bible says if you hate your brother. Now, the word hate, uh, when I looked up the word murders there, it means to love less. So if I don't love you as much as Jesus loves you, I actually hate you. And I'm murdering you. I'm a murderer. That means to love less. So I'm not allowed to love you any less than Jesus loves you. And that means I won't talk about you. I won't talk against you. I found two scriptures, one in Romans and one in Proverbs, where God uh, goes against somebody who slanders another man's servant. So when you talk, there's a twofold thing that happens. When you talk against somebody in the body of Christ, you're talking against their master in heaven, and then you're talking against their, their pastor master. You're offending the pastor, because all of you are under Pastor Johnny and Pat's uh, command. So when you talk against one another you know what you're doing? You're saying you're not doing a good job. You're saying to Jesus, you're not doing a good job. Hello? It's very quiet in this Bapticostal church all of a sudden. And then uh, there's some murders, Then thefts. Uh, tithing. Not attending church is stealing. Not praying is stealing. Not fasting is stealing. You're stealing from yourself actually in the long run. And these are not legalistic things I'm talking about. I'm talking about the basics of the faith, just what we are commanded to do. If you want breakthrough, I'm giving you stuff. If you want breakthrough, then get this circumcised out of your heart. Make sure you've dealt with each one of these and say, God, you know, I was shocked when I realized, Pastor Johnny, you might laugh at me. After many decades of reading the Bible, decades, I've been saved nearly more than 50 years. And after about three decades only, (laughs) when I read the book of James, I realized he was talking to Christians. Not the world. You sinners, you adulterers, you fornicators. James, which is Jesus' younger brother, he was talking to the church. Yeah. Yeah. And I like suddenly realized that obviously there's nonsense in the church. There's people that haven't been un- that haven't been circumcised, or maybe you've had half circumcision. Here's another picture for half circumcision in Hosea. I think it's eight verse seven. God rebukes Ephraim and he says, "You're a cake not turned. You're a half baked cake." That's where we get that scripture from. I mean, that saying. That's where we get the saying, you're a cake not turned. In other words, you're half-baked. Do we have any half-baked believers here? And Ephraim, the name Ephraim means to be doubly fruitful. That was his potential. But because he didn't stay in the oven long enough, in the presence long enough, in the word long enough, in prayer and fasting and the things that pertain to life and godliness long enough, he was lukewarm. He was a cake not turned. He was half-baked. And God can't use a half-baked cake. Have any of you tried to eat a half-baked cake? It'd make you nauseous. That's what it means to be lukewarm. Covetousness, I've dealt with that. Wickedness, uh, which means any act that violates Scripture. Deceit, lasciviousness. Yeah, there's so many of them. Lasciviousness means uh, an excess of the flesh, an excess of stuff. Um, any, any, again, anything. I haven't got time to go on, uh, on this. An evil eye. In other words, an evil eye. The main thing about an evil eye. The symbolic of that is, is to be selfish. It's to live for self only. Not selfish in finances only, but selfish in time, selfish in prayer, selfish in helping. That's what the word evil eye means. And Jesus said, if your eye being evil, your whole body is evil. So if you're selfish for yourself, then that means if you're your own world me, mine, I. You've got to help others. The Bible says you've got to prefer one another above yourself. Count one another more important than yourself. Be a doer, a a server. And then pride. We know pride is is a superior estimation of yourself. And then, then foolishness. Foolishness is very interesting. Foolishness there also means blasphemy. Or to be stationary or to be without faith. The fool has said in his heart... There's no God, which in other words, he's saying there's no God, no to God. So foolishness is saying no to the commands of God. And remember, Jesus said, if any man love me, he'll keep my commandments. Now, let me go to one more scripture, a portion of scripture to encourage you. It's actually a sermon that I've got, but I'll, I'll just go through it very quickly. Um, it's in 2 Peter, because uh, I've just got a few minutes here. And then I want to pray. I do want to pray. For someone in particular, I did have a word for someone out there. In 2 Peter, he talks about, and this also got to me just recently. I've, I've actually prepared this message for my church, but I want to share the principles here to throw this in. Circumcision of the heart, you're going to take away some stuff, but then you're also going to add some stuff. So you're saying, gee, Prophet Richard, yeah, you know, you're laying heavy stuff on me today. Yes, I am. But it's in preparation because that's what I was about to say just now, Pastor Johnny. I saw saw a lot of you getting into your promised land next year. There's there's something unique about next year. I don't know, but I'm sensing in my spirit and I normally don't do that. I know a lot of people are making cliches, you know, 2020 vision. I don't go by that. I go by what the Spirit of God says. But all I know... Something unique is about to happen in the body of Christ. And and there's there's an increase that God wants to do in people in this church. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it, Pastor Johnny. I don't know if I've ever said this to you before. But I saw it right now and and. And, and, and this church is going to be a part of it. I saw you buying a mall. A mall. But in it, is, that's one of your church churches that are going to be in a mall. You're going to own a mall. Yeah. Do you know that there are a couple of preachers around the world that own malls and have churches in their malls? I don't know if you know, Bill Winston is one of them. He owns three malls that I heard. And his church is in one of them. Pastor Andre uh, with uh, Faith Broadcast Network, I don't know if you know about his story, he owns more than a mall. He owns this gigantic building. And the income that he rents out, it, it, that sort of helps him to run that TV program and more. And, I, and I'm seeing... The, it, it I wouldn't even be surprised, Pastor Johnny, if you own more than one more. I don't know if Pastor Johnny's ever told you this, but I feel to say it as a prophet. If he said it, then this is just a confirmation. But there's from, from the many year, decades ago, Pastor Johnny and Pat got a prophecy by a prophet. That they would that they would um, uh, get properties they'd have anointing for properties. now if you belong to this church that anointing is coming on you too Amen. for properties Amen. but you've got to do what they do you've got to serve God like they served you to serve you've got to serve them like they serve Pastor Fred. Yeah. hello and they were faithful and they were obedient. And they sacrificed, and they did Jesus, man. That's why they so blessed. But can you see they're not selfish with that anointing? But but you gotta understand the word that Pastor Johnny and Pat share is for you. Now listen to this. In in Second Peter chapter one, God talks about, and this shook me just the other day. That's i I've I've. I've done a whole message but I'm just gonna sh- say the words to you very quickly is that faith is not enough say that without understanding what you're gonna why are you saying it say faith is not enough now quickly uh, uh, what's your name JB come here quickly just in a short because I know you guys are into nutrition and that. I want you to explain to the people in about one minute what supplements do for your body. Supplements. Why do we need supplements? Okay, um, hello, everybody. <laughs> um, well, supplementation really helps your body just to, you know, if you're a kind of person that is too busy during the day to sit down and eat food, um, a supplementation will be recommended for you because it's just easier to drink a shake, and uh, you know compared to eating um, food. But your food, food is a better source; it is healthier for you. Um, supplementation is for people that that don't get all the nutrients and vitamins in their daily diet. Um, so supplements will be recommended for those kind of people as well. Sorry, I got a sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Paul. Paul anything else. <laughs> okay. then the, now the reason I, I asked him because he, he's a professional in that, in Second Peter chapter 1 verse 5, it says, "But also for this very reason, giving all diligence, supplement your faith. The Bible says it supplement your faith which means to add to it. Hey, I wonder what the faith preachers are about that. But I'm reading your Bible. In other words, we know the, we know the story of faith, but you know what? It, oh, the Bible says faith works by love. So these attributes are characteristics of God because you know what I think happens, Pastor Johnny? is some of us know the faith message, and we can use the faith message, but then we get to a stage when we get cold and backslidden in the heart. We, the Bible talks about holding the truth in unrighteousness, and it'll destroy you. You can have the truth, but in an unrighteous state. So that's why I think God says, add to your faith, and I'll give you the, 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 the words quickly, add to your faith virtue, which means to be morally excellent, morally upright. Then add to your faith knowledge. The science of living right according to the scripture. These are the original words from the, from the original. That's what it means. Then self-control. Especially, believe it or not, in the area of your sexual appetites. When you study that. And eating food and uh, watching TV and more on on Facebook than on the real Facebook. They that, what's it, the scripture says, they that humble themselves and seek my face. This is the original face of God. Lord rebuked me one day. I was more in Facebook than in his face. One day I actually heard the Lord get jealous and said, hmm. I actually heard this in my spirit. The Lord said, hmm. So, you, so you, you, you're looking at Facebook more than you're looking at, at my word. So I make a point now that I make sure that I read the word far more than I'm in Facebook. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. There's a rebuke God gave me. Self-control, then steadfastness or Patience. Sure, my time is gone Lord Jesus okay I've got a little story there then godliness the condition and quality of being godly and practicing practicing virtue number 6 is brotherly affection kindness not sibling rivalry but covenant living together in covenant and the last one interestingly is love, the agape love and it talks about having a love feast. You must enjoy one another's company, add to your faith those things. We trust that you were blessed by the transforming word of God and that you were inspired to be more like Jesus. If you would like more information about Devon Christian Center South and our various ministries, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, subscribe to our YouTube channel, or visit our website ww.durban